Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, I'm joined once again by Pastor John as we discuss this week's messages on perseverance. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. So glad to have you joining us. And this week, back in the armchair after a couple weeks off. In a while, yeah. Pastor John, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. And uh, you're going to be you're closing out this uh, this series that we've been in called the Ordo Salutis. Uh, after a couple of weeks' absence, and uh, yes. you've gotten to be more of a congregant the last couple of weeks. Well, that was pretty cool. I, I don't know when the last time you did this, Zach, but the, the last weekend, which is our is our anniversary weekend, yeah. so I said to Seal, my wife, I said, I want to um, get up in the morning, and I want to get dressed, yeah. get in the car with you, yeah. drive to church, walk into the church together, sit down in the pew together, and then go and worship together, and then go home. Yeah. And so, what was I that like? Uh, when's the last time you did that? I, I can't can't even tell you when the last time. Every time, even yeah. when you're not even when you're not doing something, you're usually doing something. Doing now, something we, yeah. we did separate a couple of times and did yeah. some other things, but it was really really nice to yeah. feel that uh, what that was like to to be, you know, member of the congregation, a normal congregant yeah. for for a Sunday. Well, that's cool. Well, I'm glad that you're back though in the pulpit. Um, I do want to just you know before we get into this week's messages on perseverance. Um, just to talk about uh, something that pr- that's practical for for preachers, and and I don't, I think this is probably, I mean, I guess other people that speak professionally may have this, but I, I don't, I've not heard about this except for for from preachers, the the times when you have prepped out and practiced a message, and then either had to in the moment change course on the full content of the message or a particular part of the message that you, you realized you wanted to change to fit with it, with where you felt like the Holy Spirit was moving in the service. Have there, have there been times for you where you have been this illustration or this point of application or this, you know, this is not going to fit with the flow of where we feel like the Holy Spirit's going for this moment. It, it may have felt right when I was prepping, prepping. it, when I was practicing it, but right now, I feel like God is saying, "You got to, you got to change this," and you just totally change something. I'm, I, I'm sure there have been times like that, and they are those kinds of things you were talking about. But I tell you, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, there have been a handful of times throughout the course of my ministry where <clears throat> something has happened on a uh, during the week, a Thursday, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, even, and uh, and I will spend Saturday kind of retooling. Yeah. If not the entire message, then then a lot of the message to respond to yeah. that thing that has happened. I, I, the last one that I can think of happening in the way where just kind of really a wholesale shift was the Charlottesville, yeah. uh, the the, um, the 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 person who was killed in Charlottesville with the with the white nationalists, and I said, yeah. Kelly, we got to address this. Yeah. We got to just say something. It's just so wrong, yeah. and we need to address it. So I ended up saying that. This is before I came here. I ended yeah. up saying saying that, and uh, that was a shift. But uh, at the same time, the 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 smaller, I guess, 
question of you know when you have an illustration that you thought was going to be the sweet spot and all of a sudden you get there and something happens in the service and i want to hear your story as well because i know something happened this week as well but uh or something happening in between services and a lot of times that's that's not unusual at all that something will happen between services and people will have reacted to something and Mm -hmm. you're just chewing on that and all of a sudden what comes out in the second version of that or third for us version of that is 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 different we may take one thing that was a slight illustration or maybe not an illustration at all and just completely build it out yeah. in the spot. So, yeah. so, and those are, I mean, I they they don't happen a lot. No, but yeah. when they when they happen, you you do feel like you're riding this sort of wave yeah. of the the rise of the the Holy Spirit's presence in the moment. It's, it's when, pretty cool when you realize that 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 the message isn't your message. You know, it's it's mm. it's it's exactly it's you know we we have this theology. Um, in the Scots Confession that, that talks about the preached word is the word of God, right? Which is a fairly heavy statement, but it also is a reminder that the, the most important preparation we can do is the preparation of humility mm-hmm. before God and, and prayer. Yeah, so for me, I mean, it, it, it has happened for me in the past where I've changed, you know, parts of sermons right before. Typically what happens for me is the there's always a tweak i mean there's i mean i'm probably every sunday there especially in in and this happens a lot more in modern settings than it does in traditional settings the traditional setting the flow is so um it's it's so mapped out and it's so structured structured and and it's not unpredictable i don't say unpredictable is not really the right word but but in 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 the modern service you know, I know what the songs are. I've listened to the songs. I know what the liturgy is. I've read the liturgy. Um, I know who the the assistants are. I mean, but then when you're in the room, you just feel a, there's a different feeling, right? You get the, the 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 feeling of the collective there, and the congregation will respond differently to a song or differently to a liturgy than you even knew that was going to happen, and that's. The, the, the congregation feeling the Holy Spirit. So this Sunday actually was a, probably the biggest uh, the thing that's ever happened for me where – and I've, I've again, I tweak things all the time, but I had a whole different opening written down, an entirely different opening. What did you, you start with? Because you started with the, the so this, story of the yeah, song. So. Yeah, so this week we, we, we were doing a version of It Is Well With My Soul, and Jennifer opened – so the the modern version is is really more of a is a, a more of a relative to the 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 actual hymn by Horatio Spafford, but we sang the opening verse. Um, now it struck me a little differently because we had also sang that song in a funeral that I conducted last week. So Monday we had a funeral. I had a funeral today. Two, which Tuesday, but I, Monday last week I had a funeral, and we sang "It Is Well," um, and there's a big story to to what happened with "It Is Well" during that service and before that service. But it was at the forefront of my mind, and so um, knowing the story of Horatio Spafford, and it's a fairly well known. I'm sure you had heard that. That was, yes. and I knew there were people in the room that had probably heard that before. And there's always some people that haven't heard it. Um, I actually, it's funny because I. I when I was when I was going through the story of Horatio Spafford and all the tragedy that he went through before writing it as well, I could see um, 
uh, our worship leader and her husband who are you know they're, they're they they've got doctorates in music so they know all these church history things and tyson plays the drums in in our praise band he plays some other instruments in our praise band from time to time i could see them like nodding their head they, they we know, know this story we know yeah. this story yeah. the story is impactful it's powerful but it was one of those things where the flow of the service and the flow of the holy spirit in the service led me to shift directions and then the challenge is, okay, you got to tie that to what's coming. Tie it because the content of the rest of the message didn't really change, but it's tied to what's coming. And then also making sure and praying in my head at the same time. We have great tech crew upstairs, but you know, Jim and Lana Shulness who run our audio video stuff. Lana runs the slide deck that's in there. And she has my sermon. I mean, she has a copy of the message in front of her. So she now I always prep her and say, Lana, you know, about half of this is not actually going to get said. Right. So, but just saying, okay, like she needs to know, like, this is like, I'm not throwing the whole (laughs) thing out. At least she knows when you're going off the, uh, you know, off the charts. Yeah. So, um, but that was just, you know, it's one of those things where different than a normal, I think a, a public speaker or motivational speaker or whatever, we are always in the mode of, of contextualizing what God is wanting mm-hmm. us to say to the congregation and to the moment too, yeah. right? And and being very aware of that as part of the ministry of preaching. Out of curiosity, what just a, just a general in general words, what was the planned opening? Because you did the Horatio Spafford story yeah. of uh, tempt, being tempted to quit, and you had, he gets to the point, he writes the yeah. song, "It Is Well with My Soul." Well, I actually had a more of a personal story about uh, about my times where I felt like I was going to quit something. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I, I had a very – I'm not going to tell you what it is because I might use it because I didn't use it, so now I can yeah, stay in the right. file. It's, it's still there. Um, normally, if I use something, um, if I use an illustration or I use an application point or a story or something, I f- I, if I use it, I check it off and I don't use it again for two or three or four or five or seven or maybe never. The more impactful it was, the more I hear people remember a thing, I, the less likely I am to use it again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know exactly. if that's how you do that, but I have yeah. like a whole – I have like a stockpile of illustration stories from my own life or from things I've read. And then as I use them, I, I will actually put notes used on da 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 for this sermon. Nice. So I try to keep that organized. I will say that one of the things that I find myself doing often is sometimes it's the middle of the night on a Saturday slash Sunday, Sunday night. You know, you're waking up in the middle of the night and you're yeah. going, you know that – that one sentence in there that I've been thinking about how to say that one sentence in there, I don't like it. You don't like it anymore. And, and, yeah. you, and you just you get up in the morning and you just you you smooth that out or you make that transition smoother. You put new new words or different words around around it. So I, I found myself I find myself doing that a lot. Do you do, do so day of? I'm curious. This is uh, we hadn't talked about this, but day of. Um, I know. T- so we have to have for classic. You have to have the sermon done on Thursday, right? Uh, around here, right now. Um, so you you have to make sure. That, but on the day of, on a Sunday, do you go through it ab- uh, again mm-hmm. on Sunday morning? Several times. So you get up. Multi- you get up early. Multiple right. So times. I, so obviously I preach it at eight fifteen for classic and and ten thirty. But I'm also up early earlier mm-hmm. than that, going through that, going through it at least twice. Uh, yeah. On same. Sunday. Yeah. Same. So that that's. I and, mean, and, I, and most of that is to is to uh, it's. Me, especially the first time through, is me thinking through, you know, okay, I'm moving from here to here to here. So I'm thinking through my transition yeah. and I'm coming in, and if there's any polishing up of the words or phrases or things that I 
think weren't as clear as they, that I would yeah. like for them to be. I, I, I address those, and, this, and the second time or the last time is usually like, okay, this is it. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this like it's the like it's eight fifteen. And does it change a whole lot from that point to eight fifteen for you? No, no, not typically. Okay, it can though. It can yeah. it can it can change. It can change with the conversation on the way into church. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I sometimes I you know because we can take the markers and just we can we can use the stylus and make notes on the on the margins on on, on an iPad. Yeah, and I'm adding some margins. You know, say this. Yeah, add this add this phrase add this phrase. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm the same way. I get up early on Sunday. Um, oftentimes, and this is what I started doing recently. I mean, I I, I practice it at least twice before Sunday, and then one of those I record it. So I have an audio recording of it, and then I listen to it just to hear it, just to hear how it wow. sounds, hear how it. Like, That's a good discipline. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one. Little, of, it's a little hard on the system to listen to yourself sometimes. I it's think it's very, <laughs> very hard. I mean, and, and I mean, I and I will listen to it on the way into church as well. So that it's right, and then I'll think to you know I'm praying through. Oh, am I? Is that clear? Is that, if it's not clear to me, then I know it's not going to be clear to anybody else. So then in the first two, then I then in the in the 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 practice on Sunday morning I'll I'll try to smooth and hammer that out and then I talk through it with whoever's doing the slide deck whether it's Lon or Jim and say okay here's basically the flow it doesn't take too long but mm. just so they kind of understand I'm like and then I'll try I'll try to prompt them to say if I'm going to change anything from what you have in front of you it's probably going to be here because I'm not I'm still not loving it but that's, nice. just how, that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. But this week, we talk about a very uh, – we're in the second to last week um, in the series on the Ordo Salutis, the Order of Salvation. And uh, we're talking about perseverance of the saints. And uh, I thought it was very interesting. We had similar <laughs> illustrative uh, material. You, you kicked off – You the, kicked the, off – Kicking off the team. Kick, bit, you kicked yeah. off the team. Now, we looked at it. We, we angled it differently, right? Yeah. So you talked about uh, Leon Orr, a former Florida Gator. Right. Uh, who decided – which, yeah, I've got a – Okay, that's I, not him up That's there. not him. No, that's – Looking the, at a picture in Zach's office of a an Alabama, Alabama player stiff-arming uh, – Yeah. Uh, could have been a defensive tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Leon Orr – Left the team, got cut from the team, but let because he he was disgruntled. I talked about Jerry Rice in the middle, who got cut after a sixteen years very illustrative yeah. career. And the whole idea is just that we have this baked into our psyches that at some point we God's, God's going to cut. God's going to cut us. I literally, I, I I don't think I made. I think it's between services between eight fifteen and 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 ten thirty service. I got an email from a friend who said thank you. Yeah. I just read an, a devotion, and the devotion said the opposite, that oh. once you are saved, you can lose your sal- salvation. Wow. This was a devotional book, and you know, so part of me is like, I'm, I'm glad that it meant a lot to you, and part of me is also like, dude, change your devotional books. I know, seriously. <laughs> uh, this, but he, it's just, you know, this, this is a question that brings anxiety to people. Yeah. And, and, and you, you probably had folks that come up to you and, and, and just question, like, how do I like? How do I know I'm saved? How do I know that I'm not going to lose my salvation? And and so this is kind of the response to that. Yeah. And you really dug into that other side where people do talk about the falling away. And I didn't. I that was one of the cutting room floor things um, with the blessing of the backpack. I was like, I, was just, I yeah, can't yeah. really get into that. So your heart for this really comes from this this 
desire to ease the anxiety of people. So when people come and talk to you, how do you go about counseling them through that anxiety? Well, can I can I just say that I don't know how you felt about the the the, the fact of this series that we have been in, but I I feel like this has been some very rich territory that we've yeah. been covering. And when you frame the concept of salvation the way that we have been framing it this summer, it's a game changer when it comes to yeah. a, to an individual who would be that person who is maybe feeling some uncertainty or some anxiety about why well, am I am I saved? Have I then to be able to frame it in this really global and there's such a broad perspective, very true to the to the scriptures and yeah. true to to the heart of God, is that look. He has chosen you from all of creation. He has yeah. called you in Christ. He has, he has done all these things for you. Boom, 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 all the way down this, this order of salvation that we've been talking about. Um, you're good. Yeah. These things have been applied to you, and so and much of them you had nothing to do with. Yeah. You didn't do these things like this. So you're you're over here anxious about whether you've done something or not. Yeah. And this whole order of salute just says, why don't why are you worried about that? Yeah. Listen. Make sure you're hearing what God has done for you, and and have you is that like resonating with you? Because that's probably a good sign that God's yeah. not only has God done it for you, but you've sort of lived into it. Yeah, and the whole the whole idea. I mean, so so the perseverance of the saints, peace, really is the obvious outgrowth of all, God, the, all, the, all the other all the other things that we've talked about because. If 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 it it's true, which we believe it is, that it is God's initiative. Um, if we believe it's true, which if it is true, which we believe it is, that that it's God that from first to last salvation is a gift um, from God. It's 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 not of any work that I've done, including faith, which is not a work that we add to our salvation, but it is. Faith itself is a gift that's given to us by the regenerative work of the Holy Spirit, which is God himself. Um, if all that's true, then at no point does do, do we have the, the, the option to, to opt out if God is, like, bringing us in, right? And I loved how you actually did address, and I did not address it, so I do encourage people, if, th- if this was kind of a hanging question, um, like, you addressed the the points where people say, well, wait a minute, it looks like, you know, like the Matthew 7 thing that, that or that, that, uh, or the, um, that, that Josh talked about last week, you know, it seems or, like, or anybody we've known that has been in the faith and walked away from the faith. Yeah. So I wonder, like when you, when you're, when, when you're looking at those passages and, and marrying it with the perseverance of the saints, which we believe is true as well. I loved how you. I wonder if there was more to the conversation that you would reach yeah, into it because, was, like, the Hebrews fun, passages yeah, as well. Yeah. To, yeah, that was actually a fairly that, that was an enjoyable um, journey for yeah. me to go go on that 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 part of the journey because it is the real question. It's the question that people ask of of their loved ones. You know, hey, I've been praying for my, you know, my husband. And he's not not a believer, and and but but I really want him to be. And what's the story with him? Or I've been praying for my sister or wh- whoever it is. The the thing that I kept coming back to was like, okay, how do I how do I explain? And there's plenty of people like this. They were in the church, mm-hmm. they were involved in the church, mm-hmm. they were active in the church, and they're out of the church. Mm-hmm. And not only are they out of the church, they're mad at the church, or yeah. they're 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 vehemently opposed to to the church. So they're denouncing. Yeah. 
you know, Christ- Christianity altogether. How do we make sense of that? Yeah. And, and the consistent theme, whatever the version of that drifting away was, or apostasy, I spent some time on that. Yeah. Uh, whatever the version of that apostasy uh, was, which is this turning away from the faith, the, what they all have in common is there was no true faith there to begin with. Yeah. They might have gone through the outward motions. They might have gone through the been been around the people of the church, but in terms of a core conviction and a heart that really, really sort of grasp the everything this series is, is about from the from predestination to glorification that they really grasped it and it was real to them n- that was not present in them well and we and, and the thing that's interesting too is we we see we have seen I think over the last several years some pretty high profile cases of people who were in leadership positions or they were they were in positions of Christian influence, yes, and and then you know, I think I think of um, kiss dating goodbye guy. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, that's uh, Josh Harris. Joshua Harris, yeah, Joshua that, Harris, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and Joshua Harris uh, is. The, I haven't read much recently, but as of about a year ago, I, I'd read that he had renounced Christianity. Yeah, and that that's what. Yeah, that 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 was one of the people I was thinking of, and there have been. Uh, worship leaders for Hillsong or other churches that they've 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 left and and you look at that and the, this is where our lived reality becomes difficult for us to say like um, okay so they were ne- so if 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 it's true that they um, they did not have genuine saving faith it did not affect whatever part of their core being that that needed to be affected then then what do, what did happen you know what was it that really what were they doing i mean were they lying you know were they deceiving themselves or they you know like i think about you know like jerry falwell jr who who just admitted he was kind of just deceiving everybody mm, yeah. um because it was a position of power and a position of influence and a position of authority that he was chasing that that side of things but what what I think it's gets lost in all that is that there there is something deep and core that had had not been affected and 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 tra- changed and transformed. Yeah. yeah. And well, you know that the question you asked just now raises a ton of other questions as well. Is like, uh, does that person, you know, will the Jerry Falwell Jr. Continue in yeah. that in that renunciation yeah. position, or will Joshua Harris continue in that renunciation position, yeah. or will the will he come out of this you know a year or two later and go you know what that was just me being whatever yeah. I can't shake this thing yeah, that is still, true inside yeah. of me and and so there actually is this true yeah. faith in, exactly, inside, yeah. inside of them so you don't really I mean the the, game, the it's a long this is a long game this is a long game this is a, this is the long play right? when I think and I think that's what people struggle with is they think at any single moment you lose your salvation because they're thinking if I die right now did I you know you get those people that get oh I didn't ask for forgiveness for this sin so I'm not forgiven of that yeah, sin. I'm out yeah yeah and that, that's really the angle I was come I was approaching it from which uh, which I didn't articulate it like this but really I'm approaching it from the standpoint of I feel like I can't stay ahead of my own righteousness. I can't stay ahead. I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. You didn't gain your salvation because of your righteousness. You're not going to lose your salvation because of a moment of unrighteousness or even a season of unrighteousness. I love how you were like, Jesus took care of the condemnation. He took care of the the talking to the Father on our our behalf. He's taking care of that, and Jesus is the one who's saying, look, you are are like – Focus on Jesus is, yeah. was your call in that. So that that's that's your assurance right there. Yeah, and I think you know I, I just remember I remember as a kid you know I was, I was raised in kind of the Methodist tradition. So as a kid, I I was 
so concerned about this this what if I get hit by a car and I didn't ask for forgiveness? What if I, you know, that, that whole thing. And, and the idea is that this, it's past, present, and future us that, that, that Jesus is called and Jesus is covered and that Jesus is, is sacrificed for. And, you know, for God, the idea of, 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 a, of a temporal salvation, you know, this salvation is, is enacted here, but it's not enacted here, that just really reduces – the, the the framework of of who God is down to to categories that don't really fit God you know mm. categories like categories like time and space aren't really I mean oh yeah you know well, it's not, like none of that it's just it, it if you think if you think that way that there's something that you can do that once you've been claimed and once you are an authentic Christian but then there's something that you can do yeah. that can just yank that out of I mean, in some in some sense, you're yanking it out of God's hands, yeah. you know, or that God is going to going to take it away from you. Then you really have to question your your view of God and all the other things that you say are true as well. Yeah. You have to question your view of God. What did you know? What about a God who calls us from all all eternity? Yeah. What about a God who who issues to us? And you did a great sermon on the 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 sermon on effectual calling. Yeah. That day was was fantastic. I, th- I remember for the first three weeks of the series, I'm texting you. That's your best sermon ever. You can say that one. It's your best sermon ever. Say that one. You know, just what about a God who who regenerates our hearts? Yeah. You know, g- completely gives us a new heart. Yeah. Well, did and I I did ask this question, but it's you, know, you it's like did God screw up? Yeah. Did God mess up in in, in doing that? Because you all, you'd have to say something like that. It that would if, have to be yeah. If if the person if you are if you believe and if especially if, a lot of times it's you that the person is talking about themselves. Yeah. You know if if I if I can do something that I can that I know that if I do this then God will not ever that God will disown me yeah. basically out of the family. Then you really have to ask a lot of questions about your view of God, your view of the power of God and the work of God and how effective the work of God was in every we've done we're, we will cover what was it be ten topics in yeah, this 10, in this yeah. series. Mm-hmm. So you have to and we're on number nine. Yeah. So you have to question did God's the efficacy of the power of the Holy Spirit for the other eight things that have yeah. come before the, the, the message on perseverance, you have to say somewhere along the line where they, they weren't that impressive. Yeah, or, or or that's not true. You know that, or, or they're not or, true. Or you know, and I and I think that's the part that gets really tricky for us mentally is we think that you know God's grace and God's mercy gets us to the door of salvation, and then we then then you could say we have the power to walk through that door. But again, you know that's that's underestimating God's power in equipping us with faith. But then even and, and overestimating our ability to do anything exactly. And then and then once we get in the door, then it's up to us to stay in the in the family. But that and that really isn't that's not the way, that's not the way it, it it works. If we build out this whole concept that God is sovereign, and and one of the things I didn't talk about but was. In my notes and is in my it was in my thing was the 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 idea of you know what Saint John of the Cross you know, Saint John of the Cross talks about the dark night of the soul you know mm. this this idea where he felt very far away from God and he felt very distant from God and 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 the old cliche is well it wasn't that God walked away from you you walked you, you were trying to walk away from God he's still there you just didn't you weren't looking in his direction but it's you can have those dark nights of the soul and even Westminster talks about 
the effectual call or the the perseverance of the saints piece where there may be for a time for a time that's that's the that's, key, that's the key language yeah. and i i know I, I i wanted to say this and did say some version of this is that there's no it doesn't mean that we're not going to find these times where we are resisting god mm-hmm. i guarantee that zach mcgowan will be resisting god of course, at yeah. some point in in, yeah. in in his life and yeah. so will john fullerton so yeah. it doesn't mean that we we won't be um you know doing something that is not of god so we'll yeah. that we won't be sending it those things are still going to be realities it just means that those things aren't damning they're not final yeah. they're not final they, they 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 are they are among the many things that get put on the cross and they are the re, they, they are the grounds for which we earnestly seek to live turn from those things there's the repentance because we've yeah. been inspired to turn once we see them we turn from them and we, we seek to live uh, live otherwise so yeah yeah there's a lot to this topic I mean that's and, great and, that's a great topic and 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 I do think it's the I, the whole idea. And both of us, this was I think our our real our real purpose is that a person would find comfort in this. That a person would find comfort in the idea that yes, you can you you know, you, you're, you came to faith in Jesus Christ, and yes, you have been called to live progressively more and more holy in the sanctification. But when you fail, not if you fail in that progressive walk, God is not. God's not through. And and like you just said, God's in it. He's thinking a long game. He's not thinking about any one temporal moment, you know, and that's that should be a great comfort in the face of the anxiety. I, I love I mentioned this, but you built out more of this. I love that um that part of the reason why we experience that anxiety over these things is because there we have an enemy mm-hmm. who is at you know, prowling around like a like a lion ready to devour mm-hmm. and they and the, and you, the book of Revelation all of you yeah the book of Revelation both, and the book of Job yeah uh, saying he's he is the the accuser of God's people all day long it says and in so Revelation he's got 12. that in that yeah. he's right there in like a buzz yeah. in our ears saying you know you're not or you are falling away and I, I you know I love he this is and you were. This is not metaphorical language, folks. Zach yeah. says he said this is from the pit of hell. That's right. No, that was not. That was, that was not being. That was not. I mean, that really. Because I look at that. You know, the idea that you know when when Paul asked those questions about who is there to condemn. You know, he's asking those questions because the people are feeling condemned, and and now the Roman Church is feeling this sense of condemnation because they're being they're they're. They're experiencing a great deal of suffering, but we experience condemnation because we live in this 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 fallen world, and there's this fallen culture, and there's a lot of you know more and more uh, negative kind of comparative self talk that that we do, and we apply that then to our faith. You know, we apply that to our journey, and that's a that's an accusatory sort of language. And the thing that I did want to also get across is that some of the language that we hear is true, right? We are sinners. We are not good enough. That's true. We own it. We got to. We believe it. We've got to own that. But what what is not true is that because we're sinners and because we're we're not good enough, God then doesn't love us. Right. That's not true. That's the lie. That that you know that. It makes logical sense to us, but the wisdom of God defies and confounds the wisdom of man. The, the wisdom of man says, Leon Orr, you are no longer a Florida Gator. Jerry Rice, we can't afford you anymore. Uh, see you later. We got to, you know, it says to the person, um, you know what, uh, here's your pink slip. You know, it, that's the wisdom of man, and that's the wisdom of our culture. And 
And that's okay for business and okay for sports teams and whatnot, but we cannot then apply that wisdom to the to the. It's awfully hard to resist that yeah. temptation to apply that to the church as well, it, to, the, to the life of faith. It really, really is. But this week especially, I mean, we say this every week, it, it, it really is good for people to listen to both sermons, both messages, to get, again, these topics especially – a f- more complete view, and even even with two sermons, we're not even we're not even hitting everything. Oh, I know when I that, that whole bit of the of dealing with those who are um, who say that you can have true faith and then you can, then you can fall away from that true faith. And I, I I even was aware of it and said it said this is just a glimpse of the conversations yeah. that have gone on for two thousand years. Yeah, and uh, this is the gist of it though. Yeah, and and so, but again, folks, listen to both messages, watch both messages. Um, really does build out this a lot more and and will be comforting, I think, and answer some questions that they may have had. Uh, This week, we are concluding the series. Yep, glorification. We're talking about glory. I mean, what a – Good topic, and and it's especially significant for for us right now because you and I both are in a season where there are a lot of funerals. Right. We have I had a memorial service last Monday. I did a and memorial today. service today. You're you're going to leave this recording to plan another one right. for for next, week. for next week, and we have another one this, this Saturday. Saturday, and and these people have been very faithful members of of the church and very faithful members of uh, of of God's people and, and let me just say this too for those who are listening just to, just because we ra- this has been raised several times today in the service itself and then in a, in a meeting prior to that with a staff meeting as well is that just remember just remember that when you look at somebody who's in their 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s, how old was she today? 96? Almost, she should have been 98 in 98. September. She's still She's 97, 97, but almost 98. Yeah. So this woman, 97 years, had amazing stories. Oh my goodness. And these people who are, these, who are seniors, uh, seniors around us, the mm-hmm. grand adults around us, yeah. they have stories. They have yeah. amazing, amazing stories. And one of the great things about being a pastor and sitting down with families in moments like this when the, when the person has gone on to be with the Lord – is we get to hear all these things, yeah. all these great things. So be sure to, to think about and and even if you get if you get a chance just to sit down and talk with oh. some of these senior adults and say tell us tell me your story. Great, I want to hear your backstory. Great advice. That's such, you I will mean, love it. That's such great advice because as as was the case especially today with 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 uh, the the woman that we 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 were able to celebrate her life and her faith and and what Jesus has done in her life. Uh, Man, there were so many things we didn't know going in, and I, I knew this lady for um, for nine years and spent a lot of time with her. And uh, but there's, it's such great advice what you're saying because I think I think the American church so prioritizes uh, young generation, the next generation. We're losing them, we're losing them, whatever. And that's all great and good, but but it is great and it's important. I don't, we don't, yeah. we don't want to take anything no, away no, no, from no, no, that. No. That's a great effort. But if we pendulum swings so far where we forget that there's there's such a rich <laughs> there's such a rich tradition and heritage and and stories from from the previous generations that that younger generations would be so enriched just to take 30 minutes and talk to some of those saints yeah. because man they got they all have great stories um, so so fi- find an older adult yeah. 
Ask them out to coffee. That's right. Bring, yeah. them, bring them over to your house. Do, yeah. do something. Yeah. You can start with your grandparents if you want to do that. Just yeah. ask them out to coffee. Yeah, such, such Say, tell advice. me your life story. Such great advice. This week, glorification, you're going to be in classic. classic. I'm closing us out in Vine. And uh, if anyone's missed any one of the messages, fpclakeland.org. The worship page has a sermon archives. Encourage you to check that out. Also, go back, listen to... Uh, Backed episodes of Armchair Preaching, uh, your favorite uh, podcasting site, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud. Uh, we have had conversations with Ed Diaz and Josh Schweitzer, along with Pastor John and Pastor Rebecca, and uh, encourage you to go back, subscribe, hit the like button, share it with your friends. Um, and next week, we'll be back in the armchairs to close out this series. John, thank you once again for hanging out with me. Glad to be here. And uh, we'll see everybody again next time.